Hi, my name is Trindy, and welcome to Kids Talk Church History, a one-of-a-kind podcast where kids investigate the history of the church. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Has he kept his promise? How has Jesus built and preserved his church against all odds? Come with us on a trip through church history to find the answer, here on Kids Talk Church History. After starting out studying the early church, we have just concluded 18 episodes on the Middle Ages. There is so much more to say, so I'm sure that we will return to this time period soon. As we did for the early church, we've got most of our hosts together to recap what we've learned from this fascinating age. But this time we have a surprise. Two special guests who have listened to the podcast and entered and won the Be Our Guest drawing are here to talk to us about their favorite episodes. Welcome Priscilla and Hosea. I'm Priscilla, and I'm 10, and I live in Dripping Springs, Texas. I'm Jose, and I'm 6, and I live in, and I also live in Dripping Springs, Texas. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm Emma, and I'm 16, and I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm Grace, I'm 11, and I also live in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm Sophia, I'm 14, and I live in Orlando, Florida. I'm Lucas. I'm 15, and I live in San Diego, California. And I'm Christian. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm Trinity, and I'm 16. I live in Charleston, South Carolina as well. I'm Linus. I'm 13, and I live in San Diego, California. Wow. So we have a lot of people here today. So we'll try and get everyone to say their bit as we go. So um, Priscilla and Hosea, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? So you already told us how old you were, but how did you find out about our podcast? Um, My Sunday school teacher recommended it to me because we we're studying church history. Wow. So how, how long have you been listening then? Uh, we've been listening since um, the summer of 2023. Wow. So a good couple months. That's very cool. So did you like, or were, were you familiar with church history before you started listening to the podcast or was, uh, yeah, I, go ahead. A little bit. Yeah. Very much. All righty. Well, we don't want to bombard you with questions. So we're going to give everyone else a little bit, uh, something to say. So let's begin with our questions. So first, what has been all of y'all's favorite episode from our exploration of the Middle Ages and why? Who wants to go first? Um, um, I like the Crusades and I like it because all the knights. Wow. Yeah, the knights were really cool. That's a good episode. Linus, I think you had something that you wanted to say as well. I really like the, the episode on Jan Hus and Wycliffe. Just because I like hearing about the other reformers. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, I think you had something uh, to say. Uh, yeah, Linus, Linus stole mine. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, it was, I really liked the episode on Jan van Hus and Wycliffe because uh, I, I never really learned about this early Reformation. It's 50 years before Luther. And uh, I thought it was really interesting. I really enjoyed the episode that we did, um, that we talked about relics and how people would pray to those relics. Cause I thought it set, it sets us up very nicely for when we're going to start talking about the Reformation and Luther, all those people. And it was also really fun to learn about the relics that people believed in. Cause it's just, it was interesting. So that was my favorite. 
Yeah, well, I really liked the episode on Cyril and Methodius just because they were pretty cool. Like they invented an alphabet, which is, I think is cool. Yeah. I think all of Grace's answers are about Cyril and Methodius. She just loves them. What? Uh, Trini and Christian, do either of you have any I favorite think episodes? I like the Irish monks, but specifically uh, Brendan the Navigator, how far he went throughout his whole journey. And I think my favorite episode was the one about Bede and Hilda. I was just learning about them in my own uh, schooling. I was going through a British literature class. And I, it just was a coincidence that we were talking about them on the podcast. And I was learning about them um, in school. And so I really enjoyed that coincidence. Priscilla, what uh, was your favorite? I think my favorite was probably about medieval queens. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, so one one of our hosts, alas, was not able to be here, but she sent in her favorite episode. And she says that her favorite episode from the Middle Ages was also the Medieval Queens. And she says that it was her favorite because she didn't know anything about these Medieval Queens before the podcast. And it was she just found it really interesting. My favorite was stolen by Christian. Um, <laughs> I also loved the episode about the Irish monks in part because... Uh, ever since the Patrick episode, I had been fascinated by Irish church history, and I'd read a book by Crawford Gribbon, The Rise and Fall of Christian Ireland, and I was like, whoa, this is the coolest book I've ever read. And then we interviewed the guest, and I was like, this is, I was majorly fangirling over that episode. It was so fun. Um, okay. So what of the characters that we have met, all of these historical figures. Which one was your favorite? Priscilla, what was your favorite? Um Bertha and Bertha was and Edwin were probably my favorites. Yeah, what did you like about them? Um I liked how um it was interesting how Edwin said that if he only if he would be if God would give him a victory, he would become a Christian, and I feel like that's what some people do nowadays. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, does anyone else have any have a burning desire to go next? Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, okay, go uh, ahead. <laughs> it's Martin Luther because he started the whole Reformation, <laughs> right? And he he had a he had a great personality all all throughout his life, right? <laughs> that, that's he was great. Fair enough. Was he necessarily part of the Middle Ages? Uh, Hail it. No, we'll count yeah. it. Well, he's he's the segue. I think he counts counts for both. Eh. The bridge, really, yeah. between the Reformation and the Middle Ages. All right. Anyone else who wants to go next? All right, yeah, Sophia. I'll go next. I think Anselm was my favorite, probably for the same reason that Trinity enjoyed the episode. Uh, what was the episode you said you liked first of all? What was Even that Hilda. Yeah, Bede and Hilda. So, because I it lined up when I was studying that in school, and one I got to know the answers when we were talking about in class, but also Anselm, um, he just did a lot to help out the church, especially with missionary movements and the things that he wrote. We still have those, and we have a record of what happened, which is really helpful because we wouldn't be able to have these conversations if it weren't for the records that he wrote. So, I liked Anselm. 
Well, I have an answer. Um, I think my favorite was Cyril because, again, he invented an alphabet, which I just think is really cool. Yeah, and it's also, like, really important because having the Bible in, yeah. in your native language is mm-hmm. so very valuable. Oh, so- that's, that's also what Martin Luther did, right? <laughs> yeah. there, there you go. All <laughs> tied together. We're going to talk about Luther later. Don't worry. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Lucas is channeling his Reformation Day spirit, guys. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Trinity, what was your favorite? My favorite was Maximus the Confessor, um, mm. mainly because he ch- stuck by what he believed, even though he got exiled and tortured, which is sad. But he, he remained firm in his belief, and I, I really admire that. Christian, you look like you have something to say. Trinity, Trinity stole my answer, but like I was gonna say the exact same thing. Um, I just really liked how he stuck with the Bible throughout all his persecutions. Yeah, having theological accuracies is really important. All right, Linus, uh, what do you have to say? I really enjoyed the episode on uh, Estefanos or his mm-hmm. character. I thought he was a pretty cool guy. What What did you like about him? Mm, just the way that. He was able to, even when he was being tortured, he still held true to his faith. Yeah. Hosea, do you have anything you would like to add? Well, mainly just St. George. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Again, the like armor knights. And It's a vibe. And I even made like a thing like a dragon on a, on a block that was like about this long. Then I would slide uh-huh. that, and then I would have little, like, tiny doll. Wow. And then I would slide that, and then there would be, we have, a, like, a like a statue of St. George, and, and I would slide that. Then I would make some sounds, and Nehemiah made a audio book. That's very cool. Thank you so much for sharing. It's amazing. Um, bef- yeah, quickly, before we move on to the next question, my favorite character from church history was the unnamed anonymous monk who wrote the poem Pangerbon about his cat. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, what else are you going to do when you're an Irish monk transcribing this really long book and you're just you're just tired of transcribing. So you just got to write a poem about your cat. You know that you got to respect the cat lovers. You got we got to um, that. That story just brings me so much joy. So um, if any of you get a cat, you have to name it Pangerbon. This is an official Kids Talk Church history declaration. (laughs) Do we have to write a poem? Yes. Absolutely. The poetry is required. Multiple poems. Um, Linus, multiple. Yes. To stay on the Irish train, Mina says that Patrick of Ireland was her favorite character because people most often do not know anything about him when we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. She said that it was really interesting for her to learn about the story behind the holiday. Alrighty, so what has surprised you about our journey into the Middle Ages? Who wants to start? Priscilla, would you like to lead us off again as as the guest? Um... I think what surprised me was how much a country is affected by the religion of the ruler. Like how everybody in the country would follow what the ruler decided the religion was. 
Yeah. That's really important. And then like all throughout church history, it's still the same, you know, even from like ancient Israel all the way up to all the way up to the present day. That's a really good point. I have something. All right, Grace. This is also from this year on the 30th <laughs> episode because I just really like that episode. Um, what surprised me was how um, the German popes and bishops thought that the Bible could only be in three languages. Um Latin, Greek, and Hebrew, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, especially since Latin isn't even... Like, it wasn't even an original language that it was written in. They were like, it can be translated, but only into Latin. (laughs) Like, what about the Aramaic bits? You're leaving out Daniel here. Um, uh, Trinity, how about you? What do do you think is surprising? I was surprised by how much actually happened during the Middle Ages, because... People usually just brush aside the Middle Ages and they go straight for the Reformation or the Renaissance. And so much happened, like as Grace was saying, you know, Cyril had he wrote a whole new language. So a lot happened during the Middle Ages that I don't think we appreciate as much as we should. Yeah, it was like a thousand years of history that people just like skip over like it didn't matter. Like, come on, guys. And they also call it. They call it the Dark Ages, and they say nothing really good came out of the Middle Ages, but kind of what surprised me about it was that the amount of theology and the amount of ways that we now view certain things in the Bible come from the Middle Ages. I'm going to go back to Anselm because he's my favorite, (laughs) but his ontological argument, the way he proved God's existence, we wouldn't have that if it weren't for the Middle Ages or the beginning of the Reformation, and it's not the Dark Ages, so I will argue with anyone who says that. Yeah, well, even like the the modern science, like just the concept of studying science in general really does come from the theologians of the Middle Ages being like, man, if we want to study God academically, then that means we also study what he does in creation. So like the, the relationship between theology and science is also just like really interwoven. And I think that's so, so cool. Lucas or Linus, do you guys have anything that you would like to share? Me, 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 me. There you go. <laughs> uh, what surprised me was uh, how much power the church had to just execute and torture the people that they didn't like. <laughs> That's fair. That's surprising. <laughs> yeah. It was also the church not using their powers in the right way sometimes. You know, they were, which is why we needed mm-hmm. Martin Luther. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There you go. There you go, Lucas. But, um, yeah, they just weren't using their power in the right way that God gave them. So that's actually a really good point. All right. So what surprised me was Martin Luther. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, it was <laughs> it was uh, Ethiopia and all that whole story with uh, Estefanos, like Linus mentioned, how there was there was still Christianity deep in uh, Middle Africa. I thought that was neat. I think something that really surprised me was just how far the church spread throughout all of the Middle Ages. Yeah, well, I was I was thinking about that, too, is just one thing that really struck me is like the real missionary heart of the medieval church. We don't always think about like the evangelistic efforts that were taken in the, in the Middle Ages. You know, it can be easy to think of them as like, you know, their own little isolated, like little people that didn't you know, they stayed within 10 miles of their home for all their lives. And like, that's true for some people, but there also was a real 
heart for evangelism. And there were, we thus discussed so many um, missionaries and evangelists in the Middle Ages who really sought to spread the gospel all throughout the world, which is really great. You know, the Bible should go to more people, as as they say. Let's see, let's see what Mina has to say. I think what Mina has to say is in the episode on the medieval church and on the Protestant Reformation, she was surprised to learn about Christians praying to a dog and a pope taking it out of its grave and brought to trial, which she said that she never heard of those things before. And I will say neither had I. That is also pretty surprising. Yep. Okay. I think, I think we saved the best for be last because Hosea hasn't answered it, I think. Yes. Hosea, did you have anything you wanted to add? No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think of anything, you can just, you know, wave your arms around <laughs> and we'll come back to you. All righty. So finally, our last question. What can we learn from the Church of the Middle Ages? Priscilla, you, again, as our <laughs> guest, get the privilege of going first. Um, I think that we should make sure that we're not letting idols or relics creep into the church because, like, they get really bad. Yeah, I, I can hear. I mean, more dogs they get prayed to. Yeah. Lucas, I think that's a great segue for you to talk about Luther. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh. No, so what? Uh, what I was going to say was don't make the same mistake that the church made, which was there was no uh, church and state distinction. And uh, I'm learning about that right now in school. And it seemed to cause a few problems in the Middle Ages for, for those people. A there. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, OK. I think Linus really has some okay. good humor. Um, I think... Uh... We can learn the importance of not straying too far from the Bible and letting traditions take over. Yeah, Sola Scriptura. It's a good answer. I was hoping it would be. Oh, Sophia, do you have something you'd like to say? Kind of what Linus was saying. I, I really learned studying the Middle Ages was that faithfulness is important, not just to Jesus, which is incredibly important, but faithfulness to tradition, but also the Bible and not taking not adding things to the Bible, because I think we saw a lot of that happening with, especially what Maximus, the confessor, was dealing with. And it's just faithfulness to tradition in the Bible is extremely important. And that started breaking down in the Middle Ages. Yeah. One thing that uh, I was thinking about is, you know, there's lots of things that the medieval church didn't do so great at. But also, there was a lot that, like, um, you know, God preserves his church and his word throughout all of history. And so the church in the Middle Ages is the true church. Like this, this is the, all of our brothers and sisters in Christ are living in this same church back in the Middle Ages. And even though we might not agree with them theologically, you know, we're still worshiping the same Jesus. And we can, uh, I think it's really important to like, recognize that, you know, we disagree on important things. Theology matters. But also, in addition, we're still part of the same church. And these are still our, you know, this is our family. This is our church family. So Christian, I think you had something you would like to say. I kind of wanted to 
it's kind of what Sophia and Linus said is that we should stay with the scripture. Mm -hmm. And whenever we do stray a little bit from it, there's always someone to come back and to show them the right way. Trendy, you go. Okay, I'll go next. Um, I learned, like, as I was saying before, that there was a lot of changes in the Middle Ages, but eventually the church got out, I think, better than it was before. Um, so we have to remember that even though we might be seeing hard times in the church or the theology is being tossed around and it's not, and we're not regarding scripture the right way or we're straying away from it. We always have to remember that God won't let the church fall and that eventually we will get out of this mess in some form or another, even if we don't see it in our lifetime, the church will eventually get better, which I think is really comforting to know. And we see that throughout all of church history. In fact, we saw that a lot in the early church days. So it's just really encouraging to see that. And we'll continue to see that through the Reformation and up through the modern church. Stay tuned. Season three to infinity. All right, Grace, what do you, what do you have to say? Well, I think, sorry, what you were saying, even though the medieval church could have some strange theology, they were still a part of the church and the church still is around. So, you know, I find that. Yeah. Um, well, Hosea, did you have anything that you would like to add? No. Okay. Well, again, let's know. Thank you for your honest answers, Hosea. Yes. We appreciate it. Um, well, we have some more time here. So we are like, man, we're zipping through this. So does anyone have a favorite host? Or yeah, a favorite guest, I mean, not a favorite host. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say <laughs> the wrong I said the wrong thing. Okay. Favorite <laughs> guest. Um, we're not gonna be having like March Madness of the Kids Doctor <laughs> host host yet. You know, if keep us going long enough and we'll ask our special guests Whoa. if they have a favorite host. <laughs> oh my goodness. I feel like that could that could be a lot of drama. Well, special just- guests. Did you guys have a favorite guest that we had? I did, but I'm scared I'm going to say his last name wrong. You, you can think about it, Priscilla and Jose, if you would like, because I think some of the other hosts have something they would like to say. All right, Christian, mm-hmm. you go first. Carl Truman. <laughs> He's my man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to send this episode to him and be like, hey. Yeah, yeah. All right, Sophia, did you have someone? Yes, I I really enjoyed the episode with Dr. Karate. Because one, he was hilarious, and two, he ha- he, uh, I just loved learning about um, the popes and bishops and kings because it was like this power struggle that kind of resembles like a really dramatic fantasy book a little bit, like this dramatic um, relationship between the pope and the king. And I just enjoyed that because I have not learned anything about the popes, the bishops, or the kings. So that was a really enjoyable episode. Well, if we have any young writers in the in listening today. Um, again, our poets and cat owners have to, you know, write a poem about their cat, but you guys have to write a fantasy novel about the, the power struggle between yes. bishops and popes and kings. That's your, I would read it. I'll read it. Absolutely. If you, if you, if anyone in the audience sent us stories about popes and bishops and kings, I'm telling you, all of us would be like, yes, I will read this today. Yeah, um, <laughs> my favorite guest was Crawford Gribben. Again, my man, like his books, one, are so good. And then he was like on a boat recreating the journey of Brendan like days before our interview. We had to reschedule it because he was on a boat following the trail 
of Brend in The Navigator. And he was like really knowledgeable and really funny and really great. And you should all go listen to that episode because it's the best one. Does anyone else have any favorite favorite guests? All right, Landis. I, I did, but I forgot what his name is. Uh, do you know what episode it was? It was the Estefano, Estefano's oh, okay. episode. Well, but he was pretty cool. I, yeah. I just remember that. <laughs> we will link that episode in, in the description or I, wherever I have the it name. Is. I have the name. Oh, you have the name. <laughs> yes, it's Reverend Eric Clausen. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really cool. Yeah. Linus, yeah, cool. how dare you steal my favorite guest? Oh. No, he's mine. No. <laughs> I stuck by copy. him through early church history because he was a guest for our Ethiopian church uh, episode about how Ethiopia was the first Christian nation. And I stuck by him, Linus. So wow. you stole well, mine. What all our listeners are learning today is this is a really great guest and you all should go listen to all of these episodes because they're so wonderful. Lucas, did you have any a favorite guest or was yours uh, also stolen? <laughs> uh, it wasn't stolen. I I guess I don't really have a favorite guest. I'll you say that. You just love them all that, equally. It's kind of lame, but yeah. You just love them all too much to pick right, a favorite. Yeah. There we go. Priscilla or... Uh, Hosea, did you guys think of one? Um, well, I got stolen. Ah, which one was it? Cheer karate. Ah, okay. That's a good one. Alrighty. I think that yes, well, after this one, of course, our new favorites are of course going to be Priscilla and Hosea. But um we have learned so much and we have so much more to learn in future times of church history. We will come back to the Middle Ages later on, of course. Um, it's so great that we can travel through time by reading the writings of Christians who have come before us. So make sure that you stay tuned. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast and tell our, your friends about us. Also visit our website, kidstalkchurchhistory.org, where you'll find all of our podcasts, special offers, news, and more. And just by leaving a comment or asking a question, you will have the opportunity to win a copy of Simonetta Carr's book, Church History. We're looking forward to hearing from you. And stay tuned because there might be more opportunities to, to be on the podcast yourself. So stay tuned. Um, in partnership with the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals and on behalf of all of my co-hosts, I'm Emma. Thank you for listening to Kids Talk Church History. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Kids Talk Church History.